Welcome to the P Factor. Now this time we have Arthur Lam, founder of Nagawatt, to be in our podcast today. And he is recently being a witness of a special wedding. So why don't you start introducing yourself to our audience a little bit, like、um, your background, to let our audience know. Hello, P Factor. My name is Arthur, and is I'm I'm very honored to be here、um, to talk about my. Journey and also what I'm actually gonna work on right now. So、um, I actually was educated in the U.S. as a mechanical engineer、um, back in 2008. You know, I came back at 2008, which is the most funnest time because it was during the financial crisis, and I actually got into a hedge fund、um, right after I graduated. So I only worked there for about nine months. Okay, and then the entire industry collapsed. Wow, bad timing.、Right? Yeah, and.、Uh, But the good thing was, I was the cheapest employee of the whole company, so I got to actually stay there for about another six months. But I know it was too boring, right? Because nothing was moving, right? So at that time,、um, no one is spending, no one is investing, right? So I thought, okay, what can I do myself? Like obviously, I'm not a, I wasn't a doctor. I wasn't an accountant or a lawyer, right? Definitely not an eye banker. So, so being an engineer, what kind of problem could I solve, right? So I thought, okay, if I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I probably want to target the largest problem that I could find, right? And that problem, to me at that time, was climate change, because no matter who you are, where you're from, what company you work for, what government, everyone is actually. Um, need to face climate change eventually, okay? And、um, so I thought, okay, if I could solve climate change, right, then I sure could maybe convince my investors to pay me, right? But knowing nothing from climate change at that time, I just kind of looked into it. But being an engineer, right, I thought, okay, let's let's start with buildings because I could touch it. I I live it in every day. Yeah. So we started with like building energy efficiencies. Okay, that was 15 years ago, and、um, you know that 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 company startup was okay, and then eventually uh, we um, expanded our businesses doing、um, energy management. Okay,、uh, around I think started from Hong Kong as well. Okay, and then we ventured into、uh, over 10 countries. Okay, we're doing something called energy performance contracts. So we will manage buildings,、uh, energy, and then we'll share the profit. We share the savings I create with that client. So、um, the last 10-15 years, I've been doing about 400. We call it EPCs, energy performance contracts, and saved about, I would say,、um, 2.5 billion kilowatt hour. Okay, and what does that mean? That means like. I effectively planted about 25 million trees, okay, worth of trees, and to remove that uh, uh, carbon emissions, you know,、um, as you know, it's 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 very hard. So, so I think we did a pretty good job in reducing、uh, energy consumption buildings. Okay, that's the previous company, but after working over 10 countries, right, I realized one thing is to save the world, we have to save the environment. Yes. But to save the environment alone will not save the world.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, right?、Yes. Because yours are people. Whatever people, it's harder. So the, the the bigger problem that I discovered was actually ESG. Okay, it's not just sustainability. Sustainability is 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 a subset of ESG. So 
I thought, okay, I've worked for the venture for uh, about 10 years, 13 years. Okay, what's next? Okay, and I wanted to solve ESG, right? Because um, this is how people would go forward, right? Without, I think ESG is a very hot topic right now. But it has been around for 20, 30 years. Yeah, and, exactly. And if you want to like, explain why ESG is so prominent and, and such a hot topic right now, but it has been around for many years. So I thought, okay, what's my next venture? Okay, I want to change, I want to implement the ESG concept, not just on the building, okay, and not just on the biggest corporates in the world, not just the government, not just for the people uh, who has the resources to do it. Okay, so I thought, okay, I want to make ESG mass. Okay, and, um, and then to make impact, um, I realized there are three elements that, that I need to create. Number one, obviously, is the environmental impact, right? Whatever I do, I have to create positive impact for the environment, okay? Number two, okay, we have to um, create positive economy. We have to generate economic output okay based on sustainability and number three we have to create communities because without communities it's very hard to scale otherwise it's always just going to be me working by myself or my team trying to do one project at a time so you want to get as much people as involved exactly as because you save the world uh not only the privileged or the government um uh, we do it right everyone has to participate because their stakeholders means public mm -hmm. right so so how do i implement or uh spread the idea of esg for all stakeholders in the world which is actually global citizen right so that's why i did um negawatt okay so negawatt is uh, we started with buildings uh, automation efficiencies efficiencies as well uh, because um, we, I would say building is also an infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So a person would spend about three to four hours a day on the phone, right? Um, but a person would spend 90% of the time inside a building. Yeah. So that's how I thought, okay, if I could make people connect or get data or to influence people um, from their phone, with their phone, inside a building, practically I would think that I would have a better chance to change how people react or to behave. Yeah. Okay. So that's the, the core mindset of Negawatt, right? So Negawatt is, um, we started with prop tech, property tech company, yeah. because we building real estate, but now we are also slowly transforming ourselves into something called the regenerative economy, okay? Because what we want to create at the end of the day is really to create a sustainable future, okay? With the fundamentals of ESG okay and because it's economy it has to be everyone has to take part of it all right so so that's why um, from Negawatt for three or four years ago um, we started with building automation digital transformation how to make sure that the the M&E the mechanical and electrical systems are uh, efficient and right and get all this data um, for the building so they could e uh, effectively managing the managed buildings right but um, I think during COVID that taught us quite a few things. Yes. Okay. Actually, COVID is one of the, I would say, uh, would you see it as a threshold of yeah, changing it's, the it's, whole it's definitely environment? A, uh, uh, I would say a turning point, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah because a lot of companies change their business model, it changed the, the people's behavior as well. So, yeah, because yeah. simply if you don't change 
your business model, you would die. Yeah. I mean, sure. look at all these great company right now that they have actually, they have transformed themselves during COVID, and it's 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 a awakening, right? So for us and for Nego, also change as well, um, because we were just doing mostly buildings and equipment, right? Yes. And then, but COVID changed everything. No, no longer people go to work anymore. So what does that mean? Well, without people inside the building, the the building itself is quite energy efficient already because it doesn't use any energy, right? No one uses it. Yeah, yeah, they just work from home. Yeah. Like you know how like people were reading like these like uh, ESG reports and say like oh during COVID years we have reduced our energy consumption by forty <laughs> percent. Of course, you don't you don't turn on the lights. Amazing, <laughs> because uh, there's something called work from home. Yeah. yeah. So there are just. <laughs> It, it is well, what we call in the industry is called green washing and mm -hmm. even with the green washing the subset is actually called green shifting you're shifting the responsibility okay as a landlord as a company to your staff and employee right so so is that good or not well it depends how you want to take it right yeah so I thought okay well instead of doing just the M and &E of a building and I realized wow um, if a build so what what actually is the most valuable asset inside a building so if you ask an engineer right of course it's all, always equipment or the structure of the building right yes if you don't have h uh, facts you don't have air conditioning no one's going to work if the building structure is not safe you know no one's no going to work stay inside. Yeah. Yeah. but if you ask an architect right it's going to be like of course the design of the building yeah no one wants to rent an ugly building, right? But if you ask a landlord, location, they will say the land. Yeah. Without the land, you know, everything doesn't make sense, right? But after COVID, it taught us is actually people, right? Without people inside a building, that building worth nothing, right? Yes. yes. So that's true. So 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 when we thought to ourselves, okay, what do we do? Like, how do we actually solve the fundamental of what ESG and sustainability is, right? And all the stuff that, that we talk about, at the end of the day, it's just people, mm -hmm. right? If you talk about E is the environmental impact, right? Who make those impact, not companies, is the people who make those company decisions, right? To make environmental impact, whether it's positive or negative. For social, the S, right? Yes. What is it about? People. People. People right? form the society. You have yes. to be socially responsible you have to restore happiness you have to restore wellness right for who people governance what's that is not about anti-bribery or reporting or tax or whistleblowing it's about people, people right so at the end of the day why are we disrupting many other things in the society but does not but not care about the the the, the fundamental part of ESG which is people then that's why we said okay how about we design a product okay that could change people right that that's how we came up with um, our new app um, I would say engagement at ESG engagement app called zero two so rather than just buildings right, we work with people okay and and also and I was just because one day I was just not happy okay, just with myself um, because I've been working with sustainability field for about 13, 14 years. Um, when I'm working, maybe about 15, 16 hours a day, um, I am working towards sustainability.
But when I'm not working, I'm just an average Joe. I don't see myself as a very environmental friendly or socially responsible person. I was like, wait a minute. If I am not even doing it myself, how can I convince my stakeholders, my my clients, their tenants, their employees, their staff, their investors, the committees, right, general public, to be sustainable or to be socially responsible? It boils down to only two questions. All right, number one is it's not convenient. Right. Number two, there's no incentives. True. I think incentives is the. Is a major factor that yeah. kind of like a hurdle. There's really. always a reason to mm-hmm. like being socially responsible, being good to the environment, pay your tax, you know, be fair. There's always a reason. But what are the driving forces to do it? But unfortunately, we were in a very practical world, right? Conveniency and incentives. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, why don't I design a product that can drive efficiencies, make it convenient, okay, and also.、Um, Incentivize people to do well, because there's no rule in the book or in any laws and regulation. It says that I cannot incentivize people for being good. You can only penalize people for doing bad. If you co- do corruption, if you、uh, throw garbage the street, if you jailwalk, if you don't pay your taxes, whatnot, you get penalized.、Mm-hmm. You get fined. You go to jail. But no one said anything about how to incentivize people. Right, you know. So I got this inspiration like from Facebook. Right, if you do something, what's the first thing you do? You put on your social media. What do you do? You get likes. Yeah, exactly. Right. So people would want to tell other people they have done it right. Right. So so this is a part of the community that I'm talking about. Right. So that's why the whole concept of zero two, it's about it's about gamification. Um, on sustainable behavior or socially responsible behavior, where we can quantify, digitize it, okay, and then consolidate these efforts to make it,、um, you know, countable. We、like、go quality data, right, inside a society, whereas individual people would be properly incentivized. Right. That's so,、amazing. so that is how I want to change how we look about. ESG because and also I was not happy about how my industry is is looking at ESG,、mm-hmm. right? Like,、um, because if you took a look at ESG, right, on the service, you know, about、oh, be good, don't pollute the environment, be fair to your staff, and be, you know, don't do corruption and stuff like that,、mm-hmm. right? But why would people only care about it right now, but not thirty years ago, but not fifty years ago? They do. It's before it's called ESG. It's called enterprise risk management. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's called ERM. So who would care about that the most? Obviously, the banks. Right? Banks is all about risk management. So for them, for them to manage their risk,、um, what what are the risk? Right? The risk of their client not paying up, going default. Right? That's what they care about the most. So for them to gauge that risk, they would say, okay. Um, what will actually impact the cash flow of my client, and 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 result in not paying them or paying us, right? So they will factor into three categories: environment, right? If if you're a factory, but you are、uh, destroying the world,、mm-hmm. number one is not sustainable. I'm not talking about like the the environmental point of view. It's not it's not even replicable, right? Because you're destroying something. Number two, 
um, if you are not fair to your uh, staff or your stakeholders, right? People gonna strike. Then you have zero output. You have no cash flow. If you talk about governance, right? If if your boss is found to be corrupted, right? Um, doing not paying taxes or whatnot, you get you get you, you got you just stop trading, right? So that always impact the cash flow of a business, and that banks cares about cash flows. So that's why the banks are put on the other ways. Like, okay, let's talk about ESG and be good. But at the end of the day, it's about risk. So that's why when when all the people talk about ESG right now, it's about reporting. It's about disclosure of your ESG efforts. On the in other words, it's just like tell me what are all your risks that could impact your business, so I would know um, everything, whether you're gonna pay me up or not, right? Whether the risk, right? So, but. But the concept of ESG, how we do it, I'll call it ESG 1.0, is about disclosure. Is about reporting, right? When you look at this word disclose, when when do you need to disclose something? When you have done something wrong, you need to disclose the risk, right? Automatically, that's already a negative effect. As a as a company, as a person, why would I want to disclose something that I'm not proud of, right? So. So think about it. So they would think about okay, if I could only disclose the least amount of information, I'll be more protected. So the concept, I don't think, is right. Wow. Right. Okay. So, so the whole ESG is like reporting, and and then all this stuff at the end of the day, what does it do to the company? Mm-hmm. Right. This is a problem. To do with the company, to for to do very good in ESG before, a lot of reporting, a lot of disclosure, blah 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 blah. It's at the end of the day, it's cost. Right. It costs people to. Make changes. It costs people to digitize the data. It costs people to do good and do well. Okay. Um, of course, if you don't do it, you might not get your loan renewed from the banks. Otherwise, why would all these developers would do ESG right now? Okay. Of course, there are there are companies who are actually in the forefront and forward thinkers for ESG too. They they want to do it. There are great companies out there. Or no, but. Um, unfortunately, most of the people in the industry do ESG because the banks, the investors, are asking them to disclose their risk to make sure that um, they are, as a business, has a sustainable future. Okay, less risk to go default. But no one actually said if you do ESG, your stock price actually go up. No one says if you do ESG, people are going to buy more of your products. Okay. So that is the problem that I see. What ESG is before was before. So so zero two is actually designed to how to leverage um, ESG. Okay, not just on a disclosure level, not on the cost perspective. How do we drive economy? Okay, by incentivizing people doing the right thing. Okay, by exposing and connecting brands who wants to do the right thing with the right. Uh, do the right engagement with the right customers, right? So this is what we we call the regenerative uh, economy. That's what Zero Two is about. I see. Okay. Since we are a podcast here, can you use a very short sentence to describe to let the listener, our audience, know what can they do with this newly rolling out Zero Two app? Download the app, number one. Okay. Yeah. And basic fundamentals activities: recycling. Okay. Um, reduce or reduce of your usage. For example, if you go to 
um, retail outlets, you go out, you bring your own tote bag, and then uh, you use it without a plastic bag. All right, you you buy takeaways without cutleries. Okay, you get points for it by scanning the mm-hmm. QR codes with our app. Um, gamify your own utility bills. Okay, you reduce your household utility consumption. You get points as well. Okay, and also not just on the environment side, we also promote the social side, which is um, the the wellness. Okay, you walk, you do sports, you meditate, boxing, cardio activities, anaerobic um, sports. We also incentivize you to do it to digitize that. So to make it you a healthy, uh, socially responsible. Environmental friendly, cautious decision, digitize that, and we'll reward you with incentives such as up to ninety percent off from products that you would use every single day. That's that's a very big incentive. So basically, you're telling people to be good, and、yeah. you have discounts in your、uh, do your good,、account. do well. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And actually, I have another question regarding the zero two because. I see the app has been rolling out for has been rolling out for about a month, and also I see you posted on social media that there's a lot of、uh, actually what you talk about before the people in the community that they're actually participating in their daily life. I see the photos like that. How is in general? How is people's reaction towards this zero two app? And what are your whom are your target audience?、Um, I think everyone is our target audience.、Mm-hmm. Um, then you might ask me, like, what do you mean everyone? What what about the elderly who doesn't know how to use an app or a phone?、Uh, you are wrong. Actually, our first corporate partner is actually Hong Kong Housing Society, which forty percent of their residents are over sixty-five years old. So this is actually the 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 design the the the, the mission of Zero Two is. Or negative one is we don't we don't we don't just want to build technology to disrupt others. We don't want you to eradicate people who are not efficient, who are not tech savvy. Rather, we want to build zero two to be inclusive. We want them to have the power to enable, to empower people, and bring these people who are forgotten. They are not tech savvy, right, and have no clue what ESG is. Bring it back to the society, and restore social responsibility to them. Make them be part of the community again, right? Because they are part of us, right? They were us 30, 40 years ago. They are still us right now. Okay. Yes, exactly. So this is the concept of zero two. So, so we we had a really great campaign and project with Hong Kong Housing Society,、um, and uh, uh, just without about a month or so,、um, we have a registered user over. Ten thousand people. I, I, I think that、That's、is that is the largest、uh, ESG community you can ever find in Hong Kong. Ten thousand registered users, right? Which is over that month, okay? And the impact—it's amazing.、Um, we have saved over 140 tons of carbon emissions recorded. Okay, we have、uh, recorded over 6,000 kilometers of walking distance. Okay, from the communities, right? Burnings. Two hundred and fifty thousand calories. So this is the impact that we're able to empower and initiate and and to be sustainable. Okay. So that's that's um. So once we have a great case study, if I could convince these elderly people that were not some of them were not properly educated, they were because they they didn't have the privilege to be educated. Right. It's a fact. 
and、um, they were low-income to mid-income families. They have no idea what ESG is, but does not stop them for being a social responsible citizen. Okay, so we have this great study. That means everyone in Hong Kong, or in fact in the world, should do it. Right. Definitely. So. People doesn't need to know you don't you don't need to know exactly what does ESG means as long as you're doing that in your daily life, it's kind of benefiting the whole society. Yeah, I think、way. a lot of people would just say like, oh, I have no idea what ESG is, never heard of it, I've never read, you know,、uh, and it's not in the school curriculum, right? So that's、yes. why. But if you look at all these details, if you put time or to to read about it, you don't have to actually learn about it. Because you learn it when you're growing up. At the end of the day, who doesn't know that you cannot be detrimental to the environment? Who doesn't know you have to be fair to each other? Who doesn't know you cannot, you know, corrupt and collude and pay taxes, right? Yeah. So, so it's just common sense on how to be a good person, a social responsible company, and also with you know the, I would say,、uh, a vision to actually be part of. A sustainable future. Understood. Actually, this is another question I would like to follow up with you.、Yeah. Since you've been in the industry for more than a decade, comparing to what you did before, do you think people's mindset changed in this 15 years? Yes, absolutely. Like 15 years ago, it's all about financial impact, right? Yes, she was in a term,、mm-hmm. right? It's just like show me the money, show me the. Payback. Show me the ROI. Show me the IRR. Why should I do it? And then you talk about the side benefits. Oh, do good and do well. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. But now,、um, I think、um, generation has passed, right? And and I think the government has also done a pretty good job in 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 teaching what a socially responsible citizen is. Kids right now are even more environmental friendly. Of course, because when I was young, I didn't learn about. Sustainability. When I was young, climate change wasn't even a problem 30 years ago, right? But now, like、um, you see, kids learn about like solar panels, regenerative uh, uh, alternative energy, you know, recycling, all these like this stuff that you know it, it's doing great. So, so、um, kids right now、um, are are definitely more exposed to the idea. And now they train them to to. We don't even have to explain to them why we have to be、uh, social responsible. Person, so, but right now, and also,、um, it's also I would say you know blessing in disguise that all these financial institutions, banks, they are taking the lead to really to drive、um, the economy towards a more socially responsible and sustainable、um, economy, right? So of course、um, it has everyone has to do their part. The government also has to put regulations. The banks also has to give incentives and and to to support. Um, companies or incentivize companies who, who are able to contribute to society. Okay, and also now we're doing、um, the mass public, right? Understood. Yeah, that's why in the beginning I was mentioning about the special wedding that I witnessed last month. That your the character that you designed,、yeah. the ESG, G, yeah, yeah the, the piggy, yeah. the cute piggy of ESG, just you married him with. Uh, Miss Lim Ming Chin, yeah. yeah, the famous celebrity here in town.、Yeah. So, is that one of the campaign to try to make it more interactive and to broadcast it to the mass majority? Yeah, I think、um, I think 
why ha- why is it a wedding? Okay, and why、mm-hmm. is it a zero carbon wedding? Okay,、um, because we think that being sustainable or to drive sustainable impact is never a one-off event. It's actually a lifelong commitment, right? So that's why we want to create a wedding symbolizes that people are actually committed to it, and it's it's difficult to just break up. Yes,、right? and and a lot of people, industry. Okay, I want to do this, and I get it done. Let's do it one year. Okay, <laughs> I mean there are companies out there say, okay, we、we'll、do a lot of ESG. What do you do? Okay, we、we'll、ask our staff to go to the beach to clean up and pick up trash. That's most of the company do、um, these、uh, days. It's a still a it's still a positive impact. Yes, like、uh-huh. don't don't listen to my podcast and stop doing that. You know, continue to do <laughs> continue this. Continue do it, but. Think of a way how you can do it continuously every single week, which is impossible. Yeah,、right? true. So, so, so that's why you know it's a lifelong commitment. So it's and then also um you know we're we're very happy that we're able to work with the celebrity Limin Chen, Miss Lam,、uh, Miss Lin, and、uh, and she agreed to be our、um, responsible person or spokeswoman, right? And、um, and then. Um, also,、uh, we all we want to introduce a concept of you know carbon trading,、mm-hmm. right? So、um, because of the wedding, what is it? It's not a full wedding if there's not a diamond ring. Yeah. Right.、Mm-hmm. So why why diamond ring? Because diamond ring, what was diamond made of? Shows commitment carbon. Carbon, right? So well,、um, we don't have a lot of money. I mean, we're a startup, right? So we cannot buy her a real diamond ring, but we bought a carbon credits. <clears throat> I mean, and how much? So, rather than giving her a three hundred carat diamond ring, so we just we got her three hundred tons of carbon credit. That's a special wedding gift. Yeah. Why? Because that's also not just on the material concept. It's it's our commitment to help her, Miss Lin, to be a carbon zero person. I think she might be one of the first people in Hong Kong to reach carbon zero. Why? Um, if you look at statistics in 2020, um, average person in Hong Kong、um, they emit about 4.5 tons of carbon、uh, emission per year. Okay, so when we bought her 300 tons of carbon credit, so what's that? 70 plus years. Yeah. Right. So that means, in theory, she, from that wedding onwards, she's actually carbon zero. For at least thirty years. Not seventy. Seventy years. Seven three hundred divided by four point five, whatever that is. Oh yeah, yeah. Seventy, seventy years. years. So, of course, she's gonna live a lot more, long longer than seventy years, right? Definitely. But I think that's our commitment to her. The next seventy years of her lifetime, she's gonna be carbon neutral, because she's always gonna use, also gonna use our app to reduce her carbon footprint to be less than five point, four point five tons per year, right? That means. She could be the first carbon positive. Carbon positive. Positive and negative. It's the same term. Okay. Right. So it's not just neutral. She could be the first carbon positive person in Hong Kong, because working with us, because our commitment with、uh, Miss Miss Limin Chen, right? She could be you know the most sustainable celebrity in town. All right, so that's good. So that's、know. that's why. And then also our wedding, well, our launch party、um, is also a、uh, carbon zero wedding. So we calculated、um, all the embodied carbon and、mm-hmm. also the operational carbon. What does it mean? So whatever materials、um, 
uh, we need to fabricate or to make to make that um, that event happen is called embodied carbon materials or just wood and recyclables. So we use a lot of recyclables uh, materials, right? And the operational carbon is like the utilities, like water, electricity, like commute, all this stuff. So, um, so we also um, uh, uh, first of all we used we we designed the, the the event or the wedding to be the most um, sustainable ways as possible. Okay, but we have to use materials, right? The remaining um, of the materials we actually purchase um, carbon credits from Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Okay, so we are very proud to be a participant on Core Climate, which is the trading platform for uh, Hong Kong EX. So, um, so that's why um, we want to do it right, right? To make a statement that um, yeah, lifelong commitment, right? Not just on um, the the concept, right? But actually, actionable, qual- quantifiable items that we can do. That's good to know. So, one last question. For you and also for the company as well, I've seen I've seen you like for example you share on your Instagram that you go to uh, the rainforest yeah. to help planting trees or yeah. uh, buying more yeah. uh, carbon credits, yeah. and uh, also you keep running in the Hong Kong Trail every morning. Yeah. So and what is your next adventure for yourself and also for the company? Well, I think. Um, why did I have to? Why did I go to Tanzania, right? Um, because we actually, uh, right now, is also Nagawa is part of a um, rainforest restoration project, right? So it's called the Minginku Rainforest, which is an ancient rainforest with 30 million years. Okay, so because um, about ESG, we're about sustainability, right? Redu- reducing carbon emission is one part, but nowadays uh, we talk about biodiversity. Okay, so if you like, for example, if you install solar panels, right, um, you can save energy, create alternative energy, reduce carbon emission, but it does not increase biodiversity, right? And uh, because in Ngunku uh, forest, they have a great priority of biodiversity by restoring forests over there, it will help the ecosystems over there. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a very, very um, impactful event okay so whatever we generate whatever we reduce right from hong kong we would um buy uh, or we would plant trees in mingingu forest okay to even get more carbon credits um from that project okay and why would i hike every day um i don't know because i just want to break my own mindset i just thought you know running a business right if i don't if i cannot control myself um which is my body is pretty much something that is I have I should have 100% control right if I don't even um, do well and control or have discipline on my health and body how can I convince other people that I could run a company right so so I think it's, it's a mindset it's also I want to um, and also of course I, I have a great like me time you know during the hikes in the morning about 7 or 8, 8 a.m. Um, if you want to hang out with me, go to Aberdeen Trail around 7.30 to 8. I might be there. Um, you'll find us there. Yeah, you'll find me there. And I'll we talk about anything that you want to talk about, right? Just, yeah, just saying hi. And what's the last question? Uh, the uh, adventure for your company. So, yeah, so so um, we're very honored that um, earlier this year, we were able to sign a strategic MOU with um, um, the UAE government, right? Um, in, uh, in February, um, uh, our chief executive, John Lee, 
um, led uh, the highest delegation to the Middle East, and we were one of the 13 companies that signed an MOU uh, with the local government. And uh, we're going to start with Master City, which is um, a city uh, that owned by Mubadala, which is a um, Abu Dhabi sovereign fund. So they really like the concept of how do we engage the citizen okay, and, and make ESG practical and actionable uh, on the ground level, right? So um, we're going to have some pilots um, and then we will see what it's going to be. So I think our, our goal is not just Hong Kong, but also the next step is probably the Middle East and also um, Southeast Asia, uh, one belt, uh, belt and road. Right. I see. Nice to know. So we're going to see maybe Zero to App expand to Middle East in the near future. We have to, yes. Yes. Good. Thank you, Arthur, for coming and thank you for your time and for your thorough explanation of Negawatt and Zero Two app. And hopefully everyone who's listening to this podcast, just download the app and start to do good from today. Yeah. And thank you very much. And uh, very honored to be here on P Factor. So uh, download our app. And um, if you're interested, you know, uh, IG me, um, direct message me. Uh, my IG is Arthur Lam, A R T H U R L A M 1539. And I'll send you my direct referral code so you get more points from signing. Or they can find you on the Hong Kong Trail. You can find the Hong Kong Trail as well. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you, Arthur. Thank you. Thank you very much.